Good morning, and we welcome to the program for the first time J.R. Stewart. And he is performing a one-man show that's uh, coming up this weekend in uh, Greensburg. And uh, first of all, good morning, and uh, J.R., and we'll let you uh, tell a little bit more about it. Good morning, sir. Uh, well, uh, I'm a Decatur County native, and uh, I've been privileged to graduate from South Decatur and went to Ball State and got hired at Derby Dinner Playhouse in 1990, and I've been here ever since. And uh, I'm doing a one-man show on Twain called The Gospel According to Mark. And uh, it it's this Saturday at 2 and 7, I believe, at Three County Players. And uh, it's a... It's a one-man show. Most people are familiar with Hal Holbrook's Mark Twain Tonight. And uh, I fell in love with the show by listening to it on a cast album in South Decatur High School Library in 1976-77. And when I was listening to that album, I fell in love not only with Hal Holbrook and Mark Twain, but literature, uh, character acting, comic timing, theater, it all hit me in one fell swoop. So it is my baseline for wanting to become an artist in this world. And, uh, I've created my own show. The first act takes place in 1895 when Mark Twain had made some bad investments and the only way he could recoup is by going on a world tour. And uh, the lecture circuit was big at that time. Uh, Dickens traveled the world and made a whole lot of money when he was in need of money, and uh, so Twain did the same thing. And uh, Act Two takes place a decade later in 1905 when he's sitting in his study piecing together his autobiography. And I suppose the main difference between my show and Holbrook's brilliant show is um, uh, in my show you get to see both the celebrated author at the top of his form, and you also see the private man, Samuel Clemens, as he pieces together his autobiography, you see more of the family man, and you get a kind of behind-the-curtain look at his life. So that's the show in a nutshell. Yeah, and uh, reading up on it, Jr. Uh, see where um, Act One, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the uh, the debt tour, and um, he's also talking about uh, his time on the Mississippi River. Of course, also reading from his uh, his uh, masterpiece, uh, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Twain was a little afraid to perform it on tour, but his manager said, no, give it a try. And it turned out to be the highlight of his repertoire because he gets to break into Aunt Polly, Tom Sawyer, you know, the witted Douglas, as well as Huck and Jim and Pap and other people. And to watch this celebrated author break into all these characters was a new thing back then. Because he didn't read it, he performed it, whereas Dickens did readings. So uh, I try to recreate that as best as possible, too. But there's also, there's a lot of stuff in there that, you know, the show is called The Gospel According to Mark, which gives it kind of a biblical kind of references, because I try to base the show around Twain's themes of man's relationship to God, what truth is, uh, justice, you know, how to be better human beings. So the play explores those things through his works and through his writing. So it it's a, there's some a lot of stuff about dealing with racism, which is unfortunately still crazy timely, and uh, uh, but it's also beautifully done and it's leavened with a lot of his comedy. So it's a very uh, balanced evening, I think. 
In uh, JR, that leads me into uh, the next part with uh, Act Two, where um, the, the 1905 uh, era, um, where he's trying to uh, rationalize uh, logics of uh, the logic or lack thereof behind a lynch mob in uh, the United States of lyncherdom. And also, he uh, talks about uh, some great losses in his life. So uh, you've got uh, not only humor, but also uh, some uh, some uh, reflection, uh, melancholy, and uh, social commentary. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the irony is he went on tour to save his family fortune and to provide for his family. And what happened was he was away from them for 18 months and then came home and he lost his wife and his favorite daughter. So he went in search of fortune and lost the most valuable things he had, which he may not have fully realized until he lost them. We deal with that a lot in Act Two as well. And, uh, of course, you know, we've just signed the Emmett Till lynching as a federal hate crime, and it took 100 years to get that on the books and over 200 attempts of Congress. So, you know, lynching is still in the news, and... Uh, he refers to, he went back to Missouri uh, to ref, to refresh his memories of it after 30 years' absence, and uh, then he runs across a newspaper clipping that Missouri has fallen to the lynchers and has put the smirch upon the rest of the Missourians. And he tries to understand why, in a community of schools and churches, people do this. And it, he, you know, he has some very sharp social commentary on it that also bends somehow, and only the only Twain can pull, get away with it, toward humor at points, and then brings it home like nobody's business. It's always fascinating because I think the audiences have never heard this stuff before, and because it takes place in his study, I can do things he never performed on stage in Act Two. So that opens it up, and uh, he does a beautiful piece on the Diary of Adam and Eve, which is dedicated to his wife, Livy, and uh, dealing with that loss. So... It's it's very touching for everybody at all ages of life. Uh, so I, I tried to give a nice, big, round uh, view of Twain. If you want to know the basics of Twain and how far he went in every direction, I try to get it in my show. And it's, uh, as you said, quite uh, timely, uh, particularly uh, Act 2, uh, dealing with uh, lynching and uh, uh, the uh, Act that was uh, signed into law by President Biden earlier this week, and uh, and uh, and you mentioned uh, social commentary and the fact that he could get away with it. I mean, it kind of reminds me a lot in a way of uh, Will Rogers, the fact that he could make some uh, commentary and there is humor, but also uh, driving his point home. Absolutely, and and because he was real Ro- Will Rogers, nobody was offended. <laughs> He, you know, he leveled his, you know, wit at both parties, at all kinds of people, and there was some universal truth behind the way he did it, and it made you go, okay, yeah, you're right, <laughs> which is wonderful. Yeah, he he was America's real. Will Rogers was the second uh, celebrity from America. Mark Twain was the first, the first to sell books all over the world and go on tours and beyond. His name was on everybody's lips. He was always in the newspapers. People were always following what he was up to, and he was the first. And I think he's one of America's greatest thinkers as well. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out as we continue our conversation with J.R. Stewart. 
He'll be performing the one-man show, The Gospel According to Mark. It'll be uh, Saturday, uh, show times at 2 and 7 p.m. at the Tree County Players Playhouse in Greensburg. And we'll continue our visit right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with J.R. Stewart. He is performing uh, tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock at the Tree County Players Playhouse in Greensburg. The Gospel According to Mark. It's a one-man show about Mark Twain. Tickets available at treecountyplayers.com. And uh, J.R., uh, again, uh, we alluded to it earlier, uh, you're a native of Decatur County and a uh, proud graduate of South Decatur High School. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a, I had a great time because, uh, you know, it, theater kids in those days were kind of few and rare. And uh, uh, I was blessed to have several teachers who saw my interest in literature and uh, theater and led me the right way and pointed me in the right direction and, you know, let me explore and discover my passions there at, at South Decatur. And it was a wonderful place to be. And we, you know, did two shows a year. And that was always exciting because you had the college jocks in with the theater kids, with uh, kids in band. And, you know, it was a real mix of people. And we were all fascinated by this thing called theater. And, of course, another thing that uh, you've been involved in is, um, um, of course, uh, not only um, you know, regional theater, uh, colleges, churches, and event, um, you know, all kinds of uh, you know, venues, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Derby Dinner Playhouse and uh, your involvement with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I auditioned. I uh, was doing summer stock in Shawnee at the Shawnee Theater in Green County and came and auditioned and... Uh, uh, they were looking for a specific role, and the producer, Becky Jo Schneider, said, Ah, oh, you sang it great, you read it great, you're perfect, except I've already got you. I said, What do you mean? She said, Bill Hanna. And if anybody who's been coming to every dinner knows Bill Hanna and I have the same physical appearance, but he is a brilliant actor as well as singer and dancer, and we have different kind of strengths. So it took me another year to get in here, but once we did that, we uh, I got in, and they kept casting me and casting me in. She finally said, you know, she gathered a group of us together and said, you are your core. You can retire here. I want you to be able to build houses, to buy houses, to be, join churches, to put down roots, build your families here. I want artists to have a sense of community. And boy, how many producers sit down and tell their actors that? Usually every eight weeks they're done with you and they send you on your way and you're in search of another job. They're constantly auditioning and moving, and there's no settling down at all, hardly. So I was very blessed to fall into that kind of a theater community here where she wanted the Derby Dinner Playhouse family to be a family. She wanted her audiences to come back and see uh, people do different roles because they, they thought it was hysterical that you could be one thing one week and then another thing another week. And so it was all part of the joy about it here. And of course, it's in the round, and we seat over 500 people. So it's a very different experience acting in the round compared to uh, a normal proscenium house, where you never have your back to the audience, in theory. 
So uh, the the customers here have been extremely loyal. We've got over 11,000 subscribers, and uh, most theaters would kill to have those kind of numbers and strength to to build their theater on. This is our 48th season, I believe, coming up. So uh, we, we're part of uh, the local history here, and we plan on keeping it going far into the future. And uh, by here, I take it, you mean uh, Louisville, Kentucky? Yes, uh, we're right across the river in Clarksville. Okay. Yes, we're considered in the Louisville metropolitan area. Yeah, the uh, the, the the Derby uh, um, reference kind of gave it away for me. You know that, of course, that doesn't take much of a detective, but uh, nevertheless. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a preference uh, between uh, performing with a, a cast or doing uh, one-man shows, or, uh, or or what's your take on that, Jr.? Well, it's it's interesting. Uh, I've discovered doing my Twain show, where I load all the stuff in my car, drive someplace, do it, have a great experience, and then pack it all up and drive back home. And you're, as you're driving home, you're on such a high, and there's no one to share it with. <laughs> so that's the only weird thing. Whereas when you're in a cast, you rely on each other, and it's an ensemble kind of feel. And uh, after the show opens, we're all just like, "Whew, we did it! We did it! We did it!" So, but it is it is fun knowing that uh, if I mess up on stage, it's my fault, and nobody's going to help me, so I'm going to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it it is a joy because this is my favorite kind of stuff. It's hu- humor balanced with things that matter in this world, and uh, you know we do lots of wonderful. Uh, light comedies and murder mysteries and things here, but it's nice to to balance out your life with soulful projects as well. So it's really provided a nice balance in my performing life. And of course, you've done uh, other one-man shows, uh, not only Mark Twain, but uh, I have it on good authority that uh, you did a one-man show in uh, Decatur County years ago on Harry Truman, and I'm sure that was uh, that was pretty interesting because uh, I remember the movie uh, Truman with Gary Sinise and uh, how, yeah. what a good, great job he did in that, but uh, it was, it's it's quite the story. Oh, he's a, he had a fascinating life, and uh, he was a, a caught in a crucial point in history, and by golly, we're so lucky to have had him when we did. Um, but yeah, that play by Samuel Gallew, James Whitmore did it originally on Broadway, and uh, it's funny because if you put my Twain script next to it, there are three times, there's three times the amount of dialogue in Kim L. Harry because he talks so fast, and it covers the same amount of time, stage time, because he speaks so fast, but it's it's quite an entertaining piece because he resurrects the ghost of FDR, he talks talks to the Klan in a field, I mean... He refers to his wife, who's yelling at him for mowing on Sunday. He dresses down MacArthur. I mean, there's just tons of stuff there that's fascinating history. And then uh, how about some other uh, one-man shows? Have you done any other uh, particular uh, uh, characters in history? Well, I've it, through the course of mostly musical comedy and plays, I've, I've played... Uh, President Roosevelt uh, many times. I've played Teddy Rose- Roosevelt many times. Uh, uh, hmm. uh, it seems like whenever there, there needs to be some solid biographically correct person to portray someone authentically, they can lean on me, which is great, because I love doing my research, and I love makeup and trying to physically and uh, vocally approximate exactly what it should be. So that's always fun. There are a couple of other one-man shows I've considered doing over the years. 
uh, one Vincent by Vincent uh, Vincent Van Gogh, it's his brother who slips into the persona of Vincent Van Gogh. And I think I'm going to direct that instead. Uh, I'm a little past the age to be doing those brothers. And the other one was Truman Capote, which uh, Robert Morris, which I got, who I got to meet, won a Tony for doing it on Broadway. Uh, it's a brilliant one-man show, but it would just be so hard to stay in that voice and that persona for too long. But, uh, but so I'm perfectly satisfied with Twain and Truman at this point. Missouri boys. There you go. I'll take the Missouri boys. Yep, Midwesterners, <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. And anything else uh, before we uh, let you go, Jr. I just, uh, I just know that uh, theater has been hurting a lot because of COVID, and there are a lot of actors out there who went without work, and a lot of community theater performers who didn't have that outlet to get out and show their joy of life and do things they enjoy in a community of like-minded people, and which is why it's more important now than ever to get out and support your community theaters, your 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 bands, your everybody, the artists, your local artists, your painters, because uh, they have been starving <laughs> to express themselves and get back in the world. And I know people are ready to laugh and applaud and and appreciate the arts again. So uh, please come out and join us and and see what the world has to offer you in the world of theater and art. All right. Well, J.R. Stewart, again, uh, it's uh, The Gospel According to Mark, a one-man show on uh, Mark Twain. Performances tomorrow at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. at the Tree County Players Playhouse in Greensburg. Tickets available at treecountyplayers.com. And, again, uh, all the best. Continued success to you, J.R., and we sure appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you.